Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, baseball family. Brad and I are going to get into the Chicago Cubs Mount Rushmore. Now, again, we have a storied franchise, lots of history, lots of heartbreak in this history. So much. Everybody knows. But I'll tell you what, there have been some incredible personalities. And as we have said in the past, you cannot tell the Cubs story without these names. That's how we feel. That's how we present this information. And I am very interested to know where we overlap. We have... Almost killed Brad at least one time. <laughs> yeah. In the amount of uh-huh. overlap that we've experienced. <laughs> so if you didn't listen to the LA Dodgers Mount Rushmore episode yet, you've got to. Watching it might be even better. I was going to say that'd be the best experience. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, so get after it. <laughs> um, Brad, let, let me uh, preview the Chicago Cubs for us really quick. Uh, they've been around for 146 seasons total. That's 1976 or 1876, excuse me, all the way to 2021, and we're still rolling. Their record win loss is 514 total. We've got 11,020 victories in contrast to 10,433 failures or losses i guess is probably the most appropriate <laughs> not every loss is a failure break yeah okay thanks okay. brad you're yeah. right okay all right don't lead off so far next time no <laughs> 21 playoff appearances 17 pennants we have three count them three world championships seven players had their numbers retired and that includes jackie robinson always so there we go. Yep, for sure. Uh, Brad, I would like to know who, in no particular order, do you have as one of the names on your list? Okay. Um, so we've actually been here before. It feels like this is something we've done because I've talked about this before okay. along this line. I'm going to start with Cap Anson. Cap Anson. Really? Really. Uh, uh, you wouldn't happen to mean... Uh, Cap. Where's his full name? Adrian... Adrian Constantine Anson, would you? That's the guy. <laughs> That's the guy. He's on my list as well, sir. Of course he is. Yes, Why course. wouldn't he be? <laughs> so this is a big deal to me. Okay? <laughs> okay. I have right here on Baseball Reference, I have that he was the best player in 18... <laughs> this is going back. We're going it. all the way. We're digging hard here. 1800s here, people. 1888-1889 for the Chicago White Stockings. Now, this is not the American League Chicago White Sox. This is not a predecessor. Right. This is still the National League Chicago Cubs, but were originally known as the White Stockings, then the right. Orphans, then the Cubs. Actually, the Colts, Orphans, Colts, Cubs. Colts, Orphans, Cubs, yeah. That's right. But yeah, this is the Chicago White Stockings, 1888-1889. Best player on the team, also the manager. Bingo! Manager. Player and, manager. Okay, break. That was 88-89. Right. Let's go back to 1881. I'm ready. The very same. Best player, <laughs> manager. Yeah. Player manager on the team. That's yeah. unreal to me. Yeah. It's like I don't, I don't I can't comprehend it. I've said this before that I've coached before, I've played. I can't imagine doing both. 
Right. You know, it, it's it's unreal. So Cap Anson also, so he became the manager in 1879, finished his man, managerial career in 1897. Yeah. When, you know what he did in 1897 as well? Well. He also retired. Yeah. So he was a player manager <laughs> for most of his career. He was. It's not the entire time. Like, let's see, 18, starting in 1871, now that I'm looking at the years, I'm like, yeah, I yeah. think he was pretty much, Yeah. 22 seasons with the Cubs. Yeah. With what yeah. we now know as the Cubs. And he, he became the manager in... Sorry, I had that up and I'm just like so all over the place right now. But <laughs> 1879? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's nearly all of his career. It really is. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. But he's the winningest manager in Cubs history. Yes. In franchise, I should say franchise history. Because like right. I said, he's White Stockings. That's right. Um, But he also... Uh, he's a Hall of Famer. Four-time batting title. This is dead ball era, so we're not going to get into, you know, obviously there's not going to be all the awards like All-Star, Gold Glove, stuff like that. But the fact that he won a batting title Mm -hmm. during the dead ball era, and he is in the Hall of Fame. He is. That goes a long way for those guys because he is pre-Hall of Fame anyway. Right. So he was brought in in a Veterans Committee Mm -hmm. Culture Club nomination. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But he had a 94.3 war. Yep. He hit 334 lifetime average. That is impressive. It's impressive. For that long to be sustainable. 22 at least. Yeah. Yep. So I, I like Cap Anson. This is he's an excellent, excellent piece to our Mount Rushmore. I agree. He's my statistical anomaly pick. He's mm. my stat leader pick. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, I have a little bit of a system that I use to put together my Mount Rushmore's. Brad does not. And that's no, very exciting. there's no system. <laughs> there's no order. <laughs> but but Cap Anson's my statistical leader, and I'm telling you that over 22 years with just the Cubs franchise, it gets better. Mm-hmm. More statistics. You oh, ready? Sweet. Let's do it. He, it, considering runs scored, he has 1,999 runs scored. I'd have played one more day. I know, right? Let's see if I get that one more. Seriously, <laughs> that puts him at ninth all time in Major League Baseball. Ninth. Then we're talking hits. 3,435 hits. Number seven all time. Now, this dude hasn't played in over 100 years. Yeah. And he's still in the number seven slot. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the best one. He's the first baseman. He played a couple of positions, but as a first baseman only, if you only look at his first base numbers, he is responsible for 21,699 putouts. That means that he recorded the out in the in the play. That puts him at number 2 all time. And you know, you were you were telling me these numbers before right. and I was trying to figure out who was like, "My gosh, that's a that's an outstanding. That's a huge number." Yeah. Crazy for somebody to be second. Um, but, you know, it makes perfect sense being in the dead ball era. Yeah. A lot of balls in the infield. Lots. A lot of balls a lot of in the ground infield. Balls. And even, yeah. I'm sure at that point, there were balls in the outfield. I'm sure the outfielders were playing very shallow because of, of the dead ball. Yeah. It wasn't uncommon, I'm, I'm sure, for a ball, to, a ground ball to go to right field and the guy to get out. Totally. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, hard hit ball to the right fielder, he's, he's out. So it makes perfect sense. I'm sure there's a lot of 9 3. Whole lot of four three, <laughs> you know? some nine three that would be pretty cool though. Like, yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Not though. especially not anymore. Yeah, the guys are faster. The balls are head up. But anyway, totally. lots lots of details. Well, yeah. they didn't even have a mound back then. It was just a circle. Yeah, so <laughs> for yeah. most most of the time, it's yeah, it almost it's a completely different game. It is. It, well, so. no, it's not completely different, but there are some nuances that make it that there change it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Yeah. That's we agree on number one. Brad, why don't you go ahead with your next one? Okay. 
I have this is a player who I was first introduced to as a how old was I? I was four when I got my first glove. My uncle gave me my first glove, and it was you know how when you're little you had like the signature in the palm uh-huh. of your glove. Of course. So this player's signature was in the palm of my glove that I actually had for a very long time. I used it way longer than I probably should have, because the <laughs> glove that I used primarily as I got a little bit older was a catcher's glove. So I just had this in my bag just because I had it. Um, I think I was 13 when I replaced it. Okay, so he's not a catcher. Not a catcher. Okay. No. Okay. This is Brian Sandberg. Brian Sandberg. Yeah. Oh, good so, choice. So he is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He won an MVP award, 10-time All-Star, 9-time Gold Glove winner, 7-time Silver, Silver Slugger, oh. and Major League Player of the Year. So he he got his first All-Star. He was voted to his first All-Star game in 1984, and then he had a run where he was voted an All-Star every year until 1993. Wow. So that is that's a consistent, like that's like a 10-year peak. Right. That's huge. That's, that's really strong. That's really that, during that period of time in 84, he won an MVP. Yeah. Um, he won gold glove every year except for uh, except for 92, and then you didn't get one in 93 either. But, you know, you, you start to see, as a second baseman, you start to see that fall off a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that's perfectly normal. But then he didn't play in 95 because of, uh, looks, I'm assuming, injury. Yeah. But then he went 96-97, finished off his career really strong. I mean, he hit 244-264, and that's natural for a 36-37 year old, naturally aging baseball player. I feel like that's something Thank that, you. Thank that you. I have to put on there a lot. It's very good because no. having grown up in the 90s, you have a certain expectation for guys 36, 37, 38 years old. That's right. But when you see guys who are naturally aging, that's what happens. It falls off. And this is the appropriate response. Yeah. Yes. That's the way. It should How long be. was he with the club? So he was with the club for 16 years. Oh, sorry, 15. He he started his first year was uh, he played 13 games with the Phillies. If I could spit that out, um, and then and then he was I'm assuming traded to the Cubs. To the Cubs, yeah. In '82, and and the rest is history. Yeah, no kidding. Like I said, 13 games. I'm assuming that's a September call up in yeah. in '81, and then I mean that that's opening day roster right there. Yeah. In '82. Yeah. So so great player you. Like I said, you can't tell the story of the Cubs without Ryan Sandberg. Um, I agree. He's, he's a big deal. He was my honorable mention. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Very nice. Nice. Good pick. I'll allow it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brick, who you got next? Can you handle it? Maybe. Yeah, you probably can. <laughs> <laughs> my number two, the next pick on my list, also a Hall of Famer. Okay. Okay. I feel like that's a thing that happens. Uh-oh. Hall of Famer, 14-time All-Star. Eight of those were consecutive seasons. Two-time MVP. Twice. Twice. Twice, which you've previously stated is kind of one of your things. It's a big deal. Yeah. So, two-time MVP, baseball family. Also has a gold glove. Career war, 67.7. Batting average career, 274. Okay. Playing first base and shortstop. We're talking about Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks. Yes, sir. Now, he played with the Cubs for 19 years. I feel like this should go more highlighted. <laughs> and we do that regularly. But I feel yeah. like the larger baseball congregation, ooh, that's that's what we'll call it. That's a good word. The larger baseball congregation, I think, doesn't recognize 19, 20-year careers for what they are. Think about it. 20 years is an entire generation. And yes. this guy represented a full generation of baseball fans in Chicago. 
He played from his age 22 year to his age 40 year. Let's put that in perspective a little bit. Like you said, 20 years, that's a generation. You're it right. is. You're it's right. a whole generation. There are kids who were born in 53 yeah. and then saw him in 71. Like, you're an adult. Well, right. think about the to think about the thirteen year old, the ten, twelve, thirteen year old in fifty three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who you know is now old. Yes, <laughs> they're no, they're our age. They're thirties. Yeah, that's that's legitimate. But here's the other thing too, is you know I I feel like as fans we take it for granted how how often guys last that long at the big league level because I haven't talked about it for a while, but I used to listen to David Samson daily podcast yeah, every right. day and one of the things he would tell the players when they would call him up they said okay the hardest thing you've done to this point in your career is make it to the show make it all the way through the minor leagues make it to the show yeah. the absolute hardest thing that you will find in your career is staying here that's something that doesn't go credited ever right. I feel like because yeah, there right. are guys who like they say have a cup of coffee in the show that's get up for September call ups come up because of an injury replacement you know yes. they're up and down they're kind of in the cooler now they call it the taxi squad yeah you know they're kind of up and down in between who get a taste of it but they never make it crash davis was the best 26 days i ever i ever had yeah and he never got back yeah there exactly. are guys who get a taste but never ever get back to have 20 years in the show uh, and we see a lot of guys like i said we take it for granted because we see a lot of guys who are the everyday players yeah. who we know we love but they could just as easily be somebody who has a two-year peak yeah. ends up back in the minors. Yeah, that's right. Well, talk about an everyday player. Ernie Banks, I think what I'm looking at six times out of his 20 or his 19-year career, led the entire league in games played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's a legitimately everyday player. 154, 154, 156, 154, 155, 156. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah, and he only fell below 150 just a few times. It's really only a couple. You know, he actually has 163 games played in 1965. Yeah. You know, that's that one game playoff that is just fantastic. Yep. That is not really a thing anymore, but but it happened. It, it happened and it does happen from time to time. Well, yeah. and what's cool is after 62 when he goes on that eight game stretch where he's uh, an all-star or excuse me, eight season stretch where he's an all-star every year, mm-hmm. he's no longer an all-star 63-64 than he is in 65. Then not 66. Then he is again in 67. Then not in 68, but then again in 69. He's 38 years old by then, still making the all-star team. Even though it's a little intermittent. The guy, I mean, the guy is still a baller. Well, he's so consistent because just because he doesn't make the all-star team those four years doesn't mean he had bad years. No, he batted 416 that year. Huh. He was 38. No, oh, sorry, 309. <laughs> I was like, Whoops. no, he didn't bat 416. Sorry, slugs. He's slugging 416. His OB, his, I'm sorry. His, on base, his OBP was 309. He hit, there it goes. He hit 253, which <laughs> is not outstanding, but he wasn't an average. He didn't hit for average. Yeah. He's a home run hitter. He is. In 58, he led the league with 47. Right. And 60, he led the league with 41. Yeah. So there he was go. doing Thank his you. job. Thank He's you. Supposed yeah, to do. I appreciate so, that. Yeah. There you go. But. Anyway, getting cross-eyed. <laughs> Baseball family, we're going to take a break. <laughs> and then when we come back, we're going to give our number three and number four picks respectively uh, in no particular order. Welcome back, baseball family. Here we are. We're going to do the rest of our, our Chicago Cubs Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Uh, we've done the, the first two. The first one we overlapped on Cap Anson from the 1800s. Yeah. That was that was fun. It's irrefutable, though. And he, 
you know, we talked when we was it the uh, was it the Braves? We talked about great mustaches in baseball. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he falls in that category. For it's sure, nice, it's kind of a thin mustache, a little bit feathery, but I think he would fall into that category. Not necessarily on the Mount Rushmore of great mustaches in baseball, but no. he would be Cubs though. Yeah, yeah Cubs maybe, great maybe, mustache. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll do that when we finish these. Is we'll do. Uh, Team mustache at Mount Rushmore. We are. We're doing those. <laughs> if we have not already started, since we're you're now caught in the space time continuum. That's true. <laughs> in the way back. All That's right, Brig. Right. <laughs> okay, go ahead and give me your third Mount Rushmore uh, nominee, as we've discussed before. Yes, sir. My nomination uh, in the third slot is going to be possibly controversial. I picked somebody from the 2016 World Series team. I felt like that was inevitable. And really, when you break it down, for me, there's really only a couple of names that that can get called up in that situation. I can feel your energy, Brad. Are you going to agree with me on this? I'm worried that I'm going to. Because I don't... uh, Because I have somebody from that team as well. Do you really? I do. Because you're shifty over there. I know. Okay. I don't know what he has put. Unpredictable. You never know what's going to come from this side of the table. I'm telling you, okay, so let me do it. Let me set it up the way I set it up, okay? This guy will always go down as a Cub. I swear if he leaves the Cubs, again, he's a current player. If he leaves the Cubs, I will be so sad. It's going to be terrible. Mm -hmm. He's, we're currently sitting, 2021 is his 11th season in the bigs. He had a short stint with another team. I won't give away who, with another team (laughs) in 2011. And now in 2021, he's been with the Cubs for 10 years. 2021. Is it the same guy? It yes, is. it is. <laughs> <laughs> Career war right now, 35.5. 35.5. Uh, we're already at a lifetime batting average of 270. He's got 230 home runs. Three-time All-Star, 2016 World Series, four-time Gold Glove, Silver Slugger, Platinum Glove Award winner, and... All around nice guy. All around nice guy. Clubhouse clown. Dancing naked on top of a table. Read the Cubs way. It's Anthony Rizzo. It is Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was my he was my next guy. And, I mean, go ahead because you're the one who started. Go ahead and introduce and then I'll talk about Well, I kind of already said. did. You know, I feel yeah. like this is, I mean, this is just who he is. It's, yeah. So. He's the best. He's 31. He, Right now, that's a huge deal. It's a huge deal because he's he's so young and he's still playing really good baseball. Great baseball. So this is there's a couple things to go go in with this. First off, um, it's a big deal that he beat cancer and is as great of a player as he is. Totally, you know. And you've got John Lester the same. Yes, you know, those guys. And there's are some, sure. there's a handful of guys that, that yeah that there are yeah. Um, but he is a fan favorite, big For time. Sure. No and doubt. People love Anthony Rizzo. Yes. And I'm sure that he is a big part of the clubhouse that keeps keeps those teams together. Yeah, you know, like you talked about, was it he was he was giving motivational speeches naked, right? Is that naked what it was? motivational speeches? Yeah, he stand up I on the trainer's table. He started a dance party, a naked dance party, yeah. or something yeah. like that at one point as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> if that's shocking to anybody, I mean, you just got to understand that major league clubhouses are are rated like. Totally. At the very least. Right. Watch Major League. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Definitely. Like, that or is don't. A, I don't know. Or, yeah. yeah. That's an accurate depiction of a Major League clubhouse, though, right. that's censored down to R-rated. But anywho, no, he 
You can't tell the story of the 2016 Cubs without Anthony Rizzo's leadership and role on that team. And you can't tell the story of the Cubs without 2016. Exactly. So if you pick the one guy from 2016 and you can't have it without 2016, it's got to be Rizzo. For sure. That was my exact thought process. Me too. As I was going through trying to find somebody, I said, I've got to find somebody from that team because that's a huge deal. It, it's the hugest. The hugest deal. The most as hugest. Most as hugest deal is that 2016 team. <laughs> and so then I went through the list. I was like, okay, who's it going to be? I was like, I love Javi Baez. Totally. Absolutely fantastic. No, um, for real. My initial thought, honestly, was David Ross. Me too. Are oh you my serious? God. Yes. Okay, but why yeah. did you discount him? Because I had the same. I had reasons. Because he didn't. A, he didn't play for the Cubs long enough. Two seasons. Yes. That's, that's why. That's not long. That's enough. why. Yeah, but and then the fact that he stuck around and he's the manager. manager. If he wins another World Series as a manager, totally different he's situation. On. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now he's it, in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's not necessarily on, but he's definitely in the conversation yes. for sure. Yes. Agree with you one hundred percent on that, but. Also, so and then I went through. I was like, Chris Bryant. He was like the guy. Yeah. There's like we're bringing him up, and we're gonna win a World Series. With yes. Him. You know, he was yeah. he was the golden child that was propped up on the pedestal. Yep. By the franchise. Yep. But he's, he's gonna leave. He's gonna get traded. He's leaving. Yeah. Yes. He's gonna be gone. That's why he can't be on there. That not only that, but he did not have the leadership role no. that Rizzo had. No. But, but I'll tell you what, that David Ross home run. That's a big deal. Oh man, yeah, at yeah. forty years old, yeah. <laughs> oh, like after yeah. a rain delay, no, Every, and he came in to substitute. Yeah. Oh my yeah. word! Come off the bench, legitimately he, one of the best stories in baseball. Didn't he have a pass ball too? And he went up and was like really trying to make up for yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. With that home run. Yeah. Oh no, I, man, I really considered David Ross because of his role on that team Same. and his current role with the Cubs. Yep. But it wasn't as impactful as Anthony Rizzo. That's right. So. I agree with you. No, that's amazing, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. I don't know if we're going to... That's two for four. I know, and I'm really worried about this last I one. I am, too. You might die uh, again. <laughs> now, I'm going to punch you if it's the same. I only smacked you last time, but if you copy me again, I'm going to punch you in the arm. Okay. All right. So get I'll, ready. I'll take it. I got some Tiger Balm. Ultra. I'll, I'll, I could probably use it. All right. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> you're really... You're winding up. I'm ready. Oh, no. Okay. Terry Carey. No! Are you serious? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I no, got him me right there. too. <laughs> yeah, I've got Harry Carey. I can't handle this. Uh, <laughs> this isn't how this is supposed to go. No. Baseball family, we legitimately do not reveal. We sat our on picks. the other side of the room while we were figuring. Yeah, we out. did. We we do not talk about this. This is this is vault stuff. Yes, it's true. Harry Carey. Harry Carey. Um, you can't tell the story that comes about Harry Carey. Uh, no, you can't. And my favorite Harry Careyism, like, like okay. you can get into the whole Will Ferrell thing. You, you have know, to because a little bit. The SNL thing is so funny. But yes. The thing that that Will Ferrell didn't do as Harry Carey that the first time I saw that sketch I was waiting for was the Harry Carey. That ball is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yes. waited all the time watching WGN waiting for Harry Carey. That ball is foul. Yeah, I loved it. It's <laughs> it's an underrated part of his his calling a game, and I loved it every little bit. I can't believe we tied it up again. That is <laughs> astonishing. So again, you have to acknowledge WGN, right? Uh, Everybody could watch the Cubs in the nineties. Everybody yeah. could. Yep. And we were all listening to Harry Carey all the time. Dude, 
this is what kills me though. I did a little bit more research and I did not okay. know a lot about Harry Carey. Okay. I'll admit. Okay, yeah, I, me, me I only knew him as the personality of the Cubs, uh, the voice yeah. of the Cubs. But he was 53 years as a major league announcer. Mm-hmm. 53 years. 25 of them get ready for this. 25 of them were with the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't either. And that that's crazy that he went within the division, especially These are rivalries. Yeah. This is huge. Yeah. But he had an overlay in Oakland, and then he went 11 seasons with the White Sox. And I had no idea about that either. Me neither. Because that was way before I was born. Totally. You know, like, so I wasn't... But, no. So he retired from the Cubs when he, in 1997. 16 years with the Cubs. So 90... I'd say probably 90... To ninety seven mm-hmm. were the my peak years of sitting down in an afternoon because the Cubs were playing day games every day, day at that games. point. That's right, and I was All probably ninety two to ninety seven. Yeah. yeah, and um, and so I'd sit down and watch a baseball game, just a little kid. Totally. Know, I was born in eighty six, so just little, little. Yeah, I was eighty seven, yeah. and uh, and that distinct voice, I just thought he was the voice of baseball. Me too. Harry Carey was the voice of baseball to me, and I just thought that he was the guy who called every game. Yep. You know, until probably 94, 95. You know, so there's a few years there. But, but yeah, that was... That's what Harry baseball Curry sounded was, like. Yeah, Harry That's Curry what was baseball, baseball sounded like. The, yeah. the, very distinct vo- the very distinct voice, the foul foul ball call, you know, totally. Cubs win. All of it was, was baseball. Too. Well, and again, you have to have the conversation about Vince Scully, Harry Carey. Uh-huh. The, these are the, the two of them. They're the sound of baseball. This is what baseball sounds like. But the killer thing about them is that they were not afraid to get excited on the air, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's the best part. Harry Carey was not afraid to be a homer. Yeah, what we call a homer now, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And he was as excited as the everyday fan. He was a, so was Vince Scully, but Harry Carey was excited as the everyday fan. He, I felt like he genuinely represented my emotional experience. Mm-hmm. But he got to do it publicly. Yeah, the only person listening to me was me. Right. <laughs> Everybody else was having the same experience. And the only person who cared was you. Yeah. Thank you. That, yes. <laughs> but Harry Carey was representing this collective idea, this collective opinion, this these emotional responses. He got to bring out, and and it was the same thought we were all having. Mm-hmm. I loved yeah. it, and he did it in such a an inviting way. He could have been the neighbor down the street that was just yelling at the top of his lungs. Cubs win. Cubs win. Cubs win. It's the best. Yeah, Harry well, Carey, and the tradition that carries on after him, no pun intended, of him of him singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Yeah, you know the Cubs bringing in a new person every day to sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Right, is great. It's great. It's a strong tradition, and it's something that I feel like every team should do. We don't we don't need "God Bless America" anymore. It's fine. There's nothing it, wrong with fine. "God Bless America." There's nothing wrong with the song. It's not as good as "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." But we sing the national anthem before the game. That's then right. we sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and then we sing "God Bless America." Well, sometimes it's "God Bless America" and then "Take Me Out to the Ball yeah, Game." Yeah, it is. You're right. That is the order, and yeah. then it's cumbersome. And if you want to cut down the game time, this is a whole different thing. Then remove "God Bless America." There you and go. And then get in. Well, unless you're in Boston's organization, you sing "Sweet Carolina. Carolina." But don't the they? That's don't, in the fifth. Oh, that's in the fifth. Okay. Typically, well, but here players are still warming up though. Yeah, you, they do right. it in the interim. They do yeah. it between the innings. Yeah, yeah, because players are still warming up. The that's thing right. is, is that totally. during God Bless America, everything stops. Yeah, you're right, and that's that's the it's issue bad. That I have with yeah, it. okay, I can see that. Yeah. I can see why that made that's, it bad. It's been 20 years. They've been doing that for 20 years now. Can you believe that? No, I did not know. That's crazy. 
that's a long time, and it's, it's all. I'm worried that it's going to become a tradition forever because mm. it made sense in 2001, two, three, and four. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like it, it doesn't. Make I sense can't believe it's been that long. It doesn't feel like it's been that it long. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. Wow. No. But, I'll tell you what, baseball family. When uh, Bill Murray got to sing "Take Me Out," of the Park, you know, <laughs> it was about the best thing ever. <laughs> I'll need to look that up. I don't you didn't know about that? I know about. It. I don't remember. Ah, it was oh, in 2016. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 2016, we were watching every Cubs game. Right. Because I was laid up, Tip was laid up. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. So, yeah, we got we got a lot of experience. Yeah, that's <laughs> and awesome. now the Cubs are my national league team for sure. There you go. Yeah, man, nothing wrong with that. No, but baseball family, once again, like we always say with the Mount Rushmore episodes, let us know what you think. Yep. Uh, was Cap Anson? Does he actually deserve because he was a dead ball era player? I does mean, he actually deserve to be on the Mount Rushmore? Let us know. Great Submit question. to the mailbag on baseballtogether.com. In the navigation, click or tap. Depending if you're on a phone or, or a computer, yeah. uh, tap submit to mailbag. It'll take you directly to it. Just fill out the form. You'll send us a message. Let us know what you think. We want to hear from you on this stuff, baseball family. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.